I apologize ahead of time um, if it sounds like I'm sniffling or if I sneeze unexpectedly. Um, my hay fever is flaring up like a mad thing. And they're probably thinking hay fever this time of year um, and the conditions of the world currently. Um, I say conditions, I mean the weather in Dublin. Um, but yeah, I got an allergy test done a few years ago and I have some sort of strange um, form of hay fever that's a certain type of flared up by a certain type of tree sap. Anyway, my my nose and my eyes, I just want to rip them all out um, and that's causing me to have the sniffles. So I apologize. Anyway, straight into it here. Um, as I was pontificating about last week, um, my run in with the with the Gardee. Um, so just an update on that. Um, so I, 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 as I said, I watched the footage and I watched it back then with my boss and her husband and no one could see what the hell was going on, what what the story was, with why I got pulled over. Um, and even I, I sent it to some of my friends who would have jumped at the opportunity to take the piss out of me. Um, even they were like, I, I can't see what's going on here at all. This is this is madness. Um, so thankfully then my, my boss, after looking at it, was like, I'm not ringing that guy, that guard. Um, he's clearly psychotic. Um, and also the, the icing on the cake is um, I haven't actually received, or well, the, the, the job hasn't received any, uh, any uh, speed violation from the speed camera van. Uh, well, as of yet, it'll probably come in tomorrow to continue the saga. Um, speaking of speed cameras as well, though, um, and again to continue the uh, ongoing saga of my motoring um, life. So obviously, I've, I informed you of the shitstorm that was the rental car fiasco I had in um, in, in what I was in Germany, Frankfurt and Stuttgart, and obviously, obviously keep it short. Rented an MX-5, got it, had a half an hour, had it for half an hour, got a puncture, had to bring it back to the airport, sort out a new car and get back on the road. And I was over two hours behind schedule and didn't get back to my hotel till quarter past two in the morning, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I received an, an email from Sixth, um, opened it up, PDF, um, a letter from them saying they will be debiting 2564 or something from my credit card um, for an administration, administrative fee. I was like, what's, what the hell is this all about? Scroll down further, and they had attached that I'd been done by a speed camera van, or a speed camera camera. They have gantry cameras over there. And um, got caught doing 65 in a 60 at 1.45 a.m. Um, yeah, because I was just on autopilot to get to my hotel because I was sleep-deprived, way behind schedule. And uh, yeah, so I had to pay 40 euro to the city of Stuttgart and now I have to pay another 25 euro to sixth for basically having to type up an auto-generated letter and then email it to me. I don't know why I bother. I really don't. Um, in better news though, I saw um, I saw a caterum in Dublin city centre today, a white caterum on Irish plates. Interesting car to use uh, in an urban environment. Um, I only briefly saw it. I didn't get a chance to get a, get a photo, but if anyone knows that owner is or if you see it yourself please do let me know because i salute that person um excuse me my laptop's going off in the background there um what are the things oh yeah just on, on to go from caterums to a, a completely different car and um, the aura funky cat i posted a picture of one on my instagram there a while ago um it's i'm just intrigued by it because it's you know it's a it's a new brand chinese ev brand um that's come to market you know with an aggressive 
I don't want to say originally styled because it definitely takes cues from a lot of other places and really harks on that kind of retro futuristic vibe. Um, it's an int- interesting is the kind word I'll use for the way it looks. It wouldn't be my cup of tea. Um, but I'd be interested to see how the card does generally. Um, it seems like it's a, it's a good piece of engineering. Um, I haven't seen any on the road. I just I passed by the dealership um, on, I think it's the Longwell Road, Nace Road, in and around there anyway. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen any on the road. We'll, we'll see how well it sells. But I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. Um, they have they have ads either like within embedded into uh, podcasts on the radio. I'm sure it's on TV as well, but I don't watch TV. Um, it's it's an Irish guy, so it's definitely an Irish focused ad. But it's a, it's an Irish guy doing the voiceover, and he's speaking as the Aura Funky Cat in the first person. It's like, hi, I am your new Aura Funky Cat connect you to my me to your phone and blah, blah, blah. i don't think the car itself does this because if it did i'd just i'd hand the keys back to the dealer and um, that's even as a key it's not very 2023 is it um but the ad the ad alone is just oh, referring to the referring to the car in the first person is uh, it's it makes my skin crawl and it's it's enough it would be enough for me not to consider not that i'm considering one at all but if i was in the in the market for a brand new ev um and you know, if 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 the Aura Funky Cat man even managed to make the shortlist, it's a competitive world world out there. Um, that ad alone would just would put me off. It's it's sickening. It's the same as um, as as people referring to cars as as uh, to well assigning them a gender, which you shouldn't you shouldn't assume gender in twenty twenty three at all. We won't go down that rabbit hole. But um, well, it's it's mostly calling calling them, feminizing them basically, calling them she, her she her giving them female names you just sound you sound like a creep you sound like a weird creep um so if you're one of those people stop doing it it's it's just it's it's depressing um i know your man your man alex kirsten of alex on cars and formerly cars all um, he gives his car cars male names which you know some people would also turn their nose up at <clears throat> but he's doing that in a, a humorous ironic way and um, taking the piss out of people who call their cars betsy or marie or whatever the fuck one exception to that though is i will give sebastian vettel used to give his race cars um female names like kinky kylie and pussy galore was one of his uh his astons and he named them all over the years um, i'm sure you can look it up via the google machine um but yeah that, those are just my few um highlights of my motoring week that i noticed and my run-ins with my ever going my ever Lasting run-in with rental car companies and the law, etc., etc. Um, sorry, you get this. It's, as ever, this is terrible and rambly. Um, it's very late in the day. I've done a lot of errors in work, and I'm trying to squeeze this in because I want to try and keep it regular, um, like my poo-poos. Um, motoring news. Um, probably the best news that's come out all week is Lamborghini announced the replacement engine um, that's going to come in their new top-of-the-range flagship model. Um, so obviously the current V12 is going to be axed but thankfully they're going to be bringing us a new V12 and it won't be downsized either it's going to be another 6.5 litre V12 that will make peak power at 9,250 RPM which I think it's going to be 825 horsepower um, it's going to be mated to a hybrid system which will which will power the, the front axle so combined I think it's going to have something like 1,085 horsepower or 1,100 horsepower or something ridiculous like that um, the only 
big difference really is like they say it's a brand new engine but i, I assume a lot of it's going to be shared with the, the outgoing engine um, it's there's a new transmission to go with it i believe it's a geo clutch transmission rather than that horrid single clutch they've been using for years um, and this, for some reason with this new transmission the engine is mounted 100 it's a, it's been turned around 180 degrees so i think that somehow it's the prop shaft i don't know look it's way above my pay grade and my intelligence i don't understand why for for complicated reasons it's now spun around 180 degrees and um, but look regardless it's a naturally aspirated relatively speaking there's hybrid power but a naturally aspirated large capacity high revving v12 engine will live on a lamborghini for another little while and maybe maybe the death of the combustion engine isn't going to happen after all because i did uh, that that eu vote that i discussed last week um which has been raised by the german transport minister and um, about possibly you know let's have a look at uh, synthetic e-fuels um carbon neutral fuels into the future because it might be it might be along with evs and hydrogen power and wherever else comes along you know maybe that might be a good solution and it kind of you kind of feel like it's ever so slowly gathering pace let's hold the faith people let's hold the faith because we look at the high revving v12 oh to think that that could just continue on forever um what else is happening um the alpine are going to pike's peak uh, with an a110 gt4 evo and that should be interesting um again as i mentioned before i'd love to go to pike's peak um i just don't know when that will ever happen because it would involve going to america and to a specific part of america um at a specific time of the year which i don't have enough money or free time to be doing that off uh, on a whim but maybe one of the years i'll go but um best luck to alpine um day 110 is a cool car and i'd imagine a pikes peaked up racy one will just be the tits um obviously journals um have finally been able to the embargo has been lifted on the the valkyrie the reviews of the valkyrie they've all been track uh focused reviews they've driven the they've the regular valkyrie if you can use such a term for the car and the amr pro the the fully track one um if you know it's unsurprisingly it's a it's an epic thing and um, it sounds great um it's the loosest road car in the loosest loosest term um and any reviews i've read or watched only double down on my thoughts that like i don't i don't know what you'd use it for um it'd be d- dreadful to use on the roads um and there won't be very many racetracks certainly in europe and um, where you'd be able to use it because it's fucking loud um so yeah I, I don't know what they're for other than sticking in collections and occasionally showing off um but look as chris harris said in, in his video the world's a better place for its existence and i i fully agree with that Um i also see reviews of the ferrari puro sangue which i believe is the correct way of saying it um have landed uh, i haven't read or watched anything on it yet Um you may have i'm sure it's great at what it does I'll, I'll, i'm interested i'm intrigued nonetheless I, I look forward to looking into that further i just noticed there before i started recording this that that's happening Um what else did i notice is i oh yeah richard burns um god rest his soul um i see there's a dealership in the uk um that's selling a, an ex richard burns 
uh, Group A 309 GTI. And it's a car that he won He won the Group A class in the 1991 RAC Rally. Um, and, he, and he finished 16th overall, beating um, a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the rally cars, um, the WRC cars. What would it have been in '91? Would it still have been Group B? Can't quite remember. Um, but yeah, four-wheel drive factory effort cars. Sixteenth overall over, I think it was 150 entrants. Um, and then you know, to win Group A, um, brilliant. Richard Burns doesn't get the praise he really deserves because he kind of got overshadowed by the by by um, Colin McRae um, in a in a publicity sense and um, I, I think they were equally as good rally drivers just with very different styles obviously um, Colin McRae was when in doubt flat out um, form for a better phrase um, whereas Mr. Mr. Burns <laughs> I'm sorry that's a bit disrespectful to Richard um, although he would have been Mr. Burns um, he was more calculated and more less flamboyant but got the job done Um I still remember getting the news that he passed. Um, I remember I was literally, you can see where I was walking across to the local spar, which is just behind my house here. And I got a text message from a mate just saying Richard Burns had died. And I, had, I didn't even know at that point he was sick. Um, obviously, the internet was a thing back then, but it wasn't. I didn't have broadband internet in my house at the time. I certainly didn't have smartphones and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that, it really it really hit hard. It was, it was just so sad because he seemed like such a, a really genuine nice bloke. And uh, yeah, died way too young. Um, it was very sad. Um, so yeah, it'd be it'd be great for for that car that whoever gets that car, obviously to keep it in the public eye, maybe even compete in it, um, and just you know keep the Richard Burns legacy going because um, he was a legend in his own right. Um, if you're not familiar with Richard Burns, look him up. And if you are, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, a sad loss um, as was Colin McRae don't get me wrong I'm, I'm a big Colin fan too but I just good old Richie Burns he, he deserves he deserves more credit than, than he gets um, well we're on the motorsport front obviously I need to talk about the Formula 1 which happened this weekend just gone um, it was it was a it was a damn squib of an opener um, Red Bull obviously they just ran away with it it seemed even up until the first half of, of Q3 that you know it was it was relatively close but then when it really mattered at the the end of Q3 the Red Bulls just went for it and fucking you know they stole the they stole the qualifying and then the race they just comfortably had enough pace now had Charles Leclerc and his very not broken down he may have got second place and um, he might have been able to fend off Perez but Verstappen was just in another league um the stats came out, you know, over over the full race distance. Um on average, the Red Bull was nearly 0.6 of a second faster than the Ferrari. Um and that's with uh Verstappen, you know, holding back and turning down engine modes. So it looks like that Red Bull might possibly have a, a second in it over, over everyone else. Um yeah, it was it was dull. Um the only highlight was was um Fernando, who started fifth, which is probably slightly further down than he should have started, um, and then he kind of had a little bit of a sloppy start thanks to fucking his teammate nearly taking the two of them out. They got away with it, um, and he had to fight back a little bit. Um, but he pulled off some great overtakes. Particularly, he tried to he tried to overtake Lewis once, 
kind of got caught in the dirty air, nearly lost the car. A lesser man would have, he caught it. Um, and then the next lap around, he did this lovely, like unexpected uh, inside, I think it's turn 10. He just took him. Um, yeah, Because like, if you're going to overtake Lewis Hamilton, you have to catch him out by surprise. And he did, and it worked. Again, he similarly earlier in the race, he he, he made mincemeat of uh, George Russell. And yeah, as much as science tried to keep him behind, um, the Ferrari was actually chewing up its tyres. But regardless, he, Alonso was going to get science as well. Um, yeah, Alonso was the highlight of the day. He got the podium, um, third place, fully deserved. Um, and, and hats off to Lance Stroll, his teammate. He managed to finish sixth. Um, just was it, what twelve days after having surgery on on his wrists. Um, now he, he may have finished slightly further back had had um, Leclerc not retired. Boy, howdy, Ferrari! Um, it saddens me as a, as a diehard uh, member of the Tifosi that uh, it started this way at, at retirement for Leclerc. Um, they looked like they had reliability um, sorted in preseason testing, and then come first race, they have a fucking a breakdown. Um, Science just didn't have the pace. He just, you know, fourth was as best as he was going to do. He was lucky he didn't get caught by the Mercs, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a sad start. They're definitely behind Red Bull. The car chews through its tires. Um, admittedly, Bahrain's quite abrasive, but still, it's it's not minding its tires as well as the Red Bull or or even the Aston. Um, and yeah, yeah, it, it preseason testing unfortunately gave T gives a little bit of promise, but Red Bull are going to walk this season. I I'd possibly. You know, if if it's possible, Max, if if he kept, you know, if he if he won every race from here on in, um, and Perez managed to to pick up the rest or the second place, um, he could win it as early as Zandvoort, which wouldn't surprise me, the way the way things are looking. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if he does a clean sweep, which I don't think has ever been done before, um, winning every race of the season. Look, it's, it's it's obviously way too early to be judging all these things, but yeah, it was just it was an ominous, ominous race. Um, Red Bull are going to be nigh on impossible to beat. Um, but okay, look, they had a double DNF in the first round last year. Um, Ferrari won with a one-two in Bahrain, and look how last year turned out. So that's not that's not got two down the dumps just yet. But uh, yeah, what else? Um, Haas, I think Haas and Alpine will probably be fighting for best of the rest. Um, Aston are way ahead of Merck. Merck have admitted that they're gone, they've gone the wrong way with the car concept. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do, whether they're going to bring a whole a giant upgrade package, which will essentially be a new car. Do they just give up on this season and focus on next year? I don't know. Um that might give Ferrari a little bit of breathing room, but Aston looked quite strong. Um, Haas didn't have a great race, but Nico Hulkenberg showed a lot of pace in the car. He qualified it well, and the only reason he dropped back down the order is he picked up damage on the first lap. Um, <clears throat> he kind of made a mockery of K-Mag. Um, he very much out-qualified him. Again, he finished behind K-Mag in the race, but so again, the only cause is the damage. Um, they didn't have a great race, but the car has pace. Um, the Alpine clearly has pace as well because... Although Ocon fell down the order for several penalties and he eventually DNF'd. I don't know why. They just, I don't know. I only realized after the race he DNF'd. Um, 
But Gasly managed to get the car from, I think it was well, the, the last row. I'm not sure he was dead last, but he got it from the back of the grid to, I think he finished eighth in the end. Um, and Alex Albon, the Williams, managed to score a point in tenth, which is a great showing from him. And his, t- his new teammate, Logan Sargent, finished twelfth. So while it's not the quickest car out there, um, it does seem to be at least a pretty drivable car, um, which is great to see. And you, you can't help but like Williams. I do like Albon, and this Logan Sargent guy looks looks like a nice dude too. So we shall see. Um, but I feel like yeah, Williams and Alpha no Williams and yeah Williams and Alpha Terry will be kind of fighting behind and Alfa Romeo possibly although Bottas did pull oh, Bottas finished 8th actually so Gasly must have been ninth. and um, Bottas managed to finish 8th with a very good strategy um, so he might get in the mix with the Haas and the Alpine uh, <clears throat> um, but like I think Alfa will be on the, on the back of that fight and then there'll be there'll be a tussle between Alfa Terry and um, what other team is there and Williams but then I think um, the worst of the worst unfortunately McLaren they had a, an abysmal weekend car was slow it was unreliable Oscar Piastri had to retire very early on with an electrical problem Lando finished last two laps down because um, he kept having to come into the pits to have his pneumatic uh, pressure uh, topped up Um yeah, not great. McLaren are going to have an absolute stinker of a season. Um, and I don't know what that means for Lando because he's obviously, he's clearly a great talent um, and he signed long-term with, with McLaren. Um, I did put it out there that I think maybe he might go to Red Bull next year. He has a good relationship with Max. He's clearly a talent. I don't think Red Bull are going to keep Perez for forever, um, especially if Max really makes a show of him this year. Um because I don't know, I don't know what other options Lando would have, unless McLaren show him something to convince him to stay. But I say, I, I, like he signed long term, but I do, I, I'd imagine that contract has performance clauses in it, and I, I, I think they might be triggered um, if this season goes the way it looks like it's going to go. Um, but yeah, look, roll on Jetta. Let's see what happens there. It's a very different track. It's a street circuit with a much more, uh, a much less abrasive um, tarmac than. Then Bahrain, so we could have a completely different result. We shall see. Um, there's not there's no major motorsport this weekend. Um, Jed is the following weekend, the weekend of the Paddy's weekend, St. Paddy's Day, St. Paddy's Paddy's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Um, um, as is the next round of the WRC Rally Mexico, I think it is. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll stop my motorsport chat there. Um, so I'll round this out now. How long have I been waffling on for? Yeah, I'm 22 minutes. That's not too bad. Um, terrible. I know. I apologise. If anyone's listening to this, I'd be highly surprised. But I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to keep it going. Some at some point, I'll do a very good one with a better microphone, well researched, and I won't do it after doing an extensively long day in work. Um, so my classified find of the week um is a 1981. It's a one done deal. So give this a Google if you want to look at it. A 1981 Toyota Crown 2.8. Um, in a lovely shade of brown with a brown velour interior um, it is absolutely perfect it is beautiful now it is left hand drive with a, a Deutsch sticker on the back so I don't know if it's coming from Germany or not but um, they have pictures of the underside the engine bay the bodywork is immaculate the underside is immaculate the inside is immaculate um, it's, it's left hand drive but it's a manual um, it has 80 I think it says what's it say the, the mileage was uh, does it even say 
It's two point eight in the straight six. Beautiful. Um, do, 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 do. I don't think it actually mentions the mileage. Um, but it's absolutely beautiful. I don't. I don't even care what the mileage is. Um, nine nine five zero. Um, which are in the, in the current market, I don't think that's a bad price for a very very cool retro classic. Um, I know it's left hand drive, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's a cool car. It's got proper wing mirrors when wing wing mirrors were on the wings. Um, yeah, check that out. So, nineteen eighty one Toyota Crown on Dundee, and it's in Wicklow. Uh, I'm gonna actually gonna save that ad because I could maybe just about swing that. 9950. Anyway, I'll stop talking there before I convince myself. Um, my YouTube channel of the week, um, a non-car one again. I think I've done more non-car ones than car ones. Um, because I think anyone listening to this will probably know all the good car channels anyway. Um, so Sinra, I told you about um, Phil Edwards a couple of weeks ago. Um, who makes these kind of, he works for Vox, makes these kind of short 10-minute videos about pop cultural stuff. Um, the reason I found out about Phil Edwards is because of this channel I'm recommending this week, which is Johnny Harris. Now, you might be aware of Johnny because he's a very, um, very recent, well, he's recent, what am I saying? He's, he's a very prolific uh, journalist um, who did used to work for Vox, and now he's, he's, he's out on his own, his own YouTube channel. It's been around for a couple of years now. Um, but he makes these incredible, um, incredibly well-researched and well-put-together videos uh, about geopolitics, the economy, human rights he does a bit of fun stuff like history and uh pop culture as well um johnny harris he's a, he's a former mormon um which, which would be a good way to start if you type in johnny harris mormon into youtube and watch his video about how he became a mormon how he left the church um but his videos are they're just so well made the research he puts in is incredible um he has a great team behind him as well like he's not he's not alone um but the best thing about it is he, he now obviously he's, he's quite left-leaning. He's a left-leaning journalist, which is fine. That's pretty much where my politics lie. Um, but he makes he, he makes these very dense and complex topics and puts them into these 20, 25-minute videos and explains them to idiots like me in, in so well. Um, I, I'm in awe at his, at his, at his talent um, as a journalist. So check him out, uh, Johnny Harris on YouTube. That's my YouTube channel for the week. And then the song I'm going to recommend is um, from Manchester Orchestra, um, who are a band who have been around for, geez, must be 15 years or so now, if not more. Um, but they have an upcoming album, album coming up. Upcoming, geez, what the fuck am I saying? I'm saying this is terrible. Um, they have an album, The Way, um, which is coming out in next month, I think. I can't remember for sure. Don't, don't again, just... Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me at all. But anyway, yeah, so they released the first single from it. It's called The Way. Um, Manchester Orchestra, if you're not familiar with them, according to Wikipedia, they're indie rock, alternative rock, indie folk, art rock, emo, post-hardcore. They're just a nice band, um, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, despite the name, they're not from Manchester. They're from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so yeah, the new song is called The Way. Check it out. Um, and if you're not really sure about that, um, check out a, a song... Um, you might probably aware of Phoebe Bridgers because she's gone out with that Paul Mescal lad for a while. Um, she's a lovely uh, folk singer in her own right. She did a cover of a song called The Gold by Manchester Orchestra. So if you don't like this one, The Way, check out uh, Phoebe Bridgers' The Gold, uh, a Manchester Orchestra cover. I'm going to shut up now. I um, hope you're well. Be safe. And uh, thanks for listening. I love you. Bye.